0: Is fourteen forty KYCR Golden Valley, from Wall Street to your street. Tune in on the go with our free app.
1: With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. A lot of Democrats on Capitol Hill feeling the heat and realizing the 2022 elections may not look so good for them. In an interview with the Salem Radio Network, Indiana Congressman Jim Banks says the House Democrats realize they are losing the public's favor. Sean uh, Maloney, the the DCCC chair from from New York, uh, calls all the Democrats together and says, hey, guys, we have a a big problem. Our messaging isn't breaking through, and Republicans, if the election were held today, Republicans are going to win. CDC says COVID-19 vaccines boost immunity, even among those who've already recovered. Not everyone agrees. Some 1,000 people gathering outside the Michigan State Capitol yesterday to protest mandating COVID vaccines for schools, businesses, and cities. This is SRN News.
2: Hollywood personalities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. Their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business. If you have hair loss, don't put this off another day, contact INEDMoreHair dot com at their office in Egan for your free consultation. Experience you can trust, prices you can afford. Today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at IneedMoreHair dot com.
1: Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018 and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Montamedi. I got a hold of JTR through Friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing. And, uh, There were a multitude of things, from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference
3: contact JTR roofing now for your siding roofing and window needs
1: the following program was pre-recorded and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management the following program was pre-recorded
3: turn all the lights on and kill the noise the Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show. How about a Fresca? Your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Now, here's Professor King Banyan.
1: He's
2: a strange dogs. Oh, hey. We
4: finally made it to campus. Welcome. Welcome. King Banyan show on the biz 1440. Thank you for listening job Saturday time for your jobs reports. Everybody indeed. I'm going to let you a little behind the curtain here. We are, I'm doing this for you actually because I'm actually not in my office right now. I'm actually sitting in an office someplace in the twin cities and I don't have my microphone. So I had to, I had to get this down for you right up, right up front because Big job report. So let me give you the let me give you the the background and why I thought it was important that we do this one. In case you're new to the show, first of all, always thank you. I am grateful for the fact that you listened here on the Biz 1440 to the King Bangin show. If you don't know who I am, I'm an economist. I've been teaching at St. Cloud State University since 1984. Uh, so I, I now say half my listeners were not born when I started, uh, teaching at the university and we've been doing a radio program, uh, used to be, uh, at the Northern Alliance radio network downstairs at the, at AM 12, a, the Patriot back in, uh, back in 2004, started this program here on the biz and its predecessor, uh, predecessor station back in 2009. And so for 12 years, we've been bringing you. Finance and economics. The reason you listen to the show is because Job Saturday. This is that, that day, and I never miss it, okay? I figure out some way to get something to you so that you have the information about the jobs report right away, just as soon as I can get it to you.
2: Oh, they took our gift!
4: Yeah, and that's a, our normal sounder for for Job Saturday. Now, why was this one so important? The last two months... I like, you know, I was like, you know, a kid at Christmas waiting for the jobs report. Okay. Back in June, I'm waiting for the jobs report because this should be the first one where we'll really see a huge number and we get a disappointing number. Okay. We get, we get a, something in the five hundreds and we're like, it wasn't so good. And the June number we're supposed to get, and that number should be should be oh, should be near a million. I remember thinking in July, right around the Fourth of July, it's like it's gonna be about a million. It's gonna be huge, and it was a disappointing seven hundred and some thousand jobs, which is a huge number, right? When we the reason I told you the history of the show, when we were doing this show back during the great financial crisis, which is kind of how we started this show, we do handsprings for 300 to 350 and here we were being being disappointed in numbers double the size that would have been a would have been a fantastic month in 2010 so here we are doing this number now and 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 you you look to see what the numbers are what the numbers are and the payroll numbers were were frankly just boffo. So so because you're listening on Saturday, you probably heard the top line number, 943,000 jobs added in July. And you heard the unemployment report. The unemployment number dropped all the way to 5.4%. That is big. It's not quite as big as it sounds, and I'm going to tell you why in a little bit, but I want to focus first on the on the payroll number. And I always say to people, when you're doing well in an economy, when the economy is really growing, not only will the top line number be a pleasant surprise, and it was quite a surprise, this is the first month in four months where I've been saying, ah, it's probably going to be a little soft of the expectation, and it wasn't. It was actually the first time where I actually had in my head about a 750, to 700 to 750, and and it came in at 943, so it surprised me the bigger surprise and maybe the first important point that you need to know about this report is what happened to the may and june numbers they were revised up 31,000 in the revision so they're now at 614 uh for payroll employment in in uh in in may and then the june number revised up by 88,000 jobs 88,000 jobs in and of itself would make a nice month not a revision. That is a huge revision upward from 850 to now 938. So the June number goes from 850 to 938. Then the, then the July number comes in at 943. So between 900, so about 1.9 million jobs now have been added since, have now been added since uh, Ju- June 1. Where are we in terms of uh, relative to where we were before the pandemic? The answer to that is 5.7 million behind still. We're still 5.7 million jobs behind. So the question must be to you, I would, I would assume the question to you must be, well, where did those jobs happen? Well, first of all, many of them ended up in the government sector. And I think when you dig in, those government sector jobs are likely to be mostly in, in schooling. And there was going to be a big... Uh, A big upward increase in in school numbers. Let me go get those for you. Uh, State government education up uh, 9,900 jobs. Local government education up 221,000 jobs. So it's a great number. Yeah. Some of this is statistical artifact of the fact that seasonal hirings didn't change so much because of how we reported numbers before. We're finally going to catch up on the local government education number. So honest to goodness, the 943, which was a significant, which was, which is significant. I am more interested, if I were you, to look at the number 703 as the private sector number, which comes in about where we would think it is, in that, most of that 220 ad from local government education is a statistical effect. I have to say, I knew it was there, but I kind of blocked it from my head and I didn't try to estimate how big that change would be. That had an outsized impact on on the size of the number. So, okay, you know you know how that story often goes. We, I, I always try to bring these kinds of things to, to the biz here on the King Banyan show, right? Oh that was you know, the economist says, well that was good. Well, on the other hand, there was this which was bad. Oh, so it was bad, huh? Well no, on the other hand, there was this and it was good. And I think that's in fact what's happened here. What's happened here is we are reporting the nine hundred forty three number like it's it's oh wow. When in fact it's 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 a good, good number. Understand seven oh three on private sector job creation compared to the announcement on ADP of an ADP report that uh, only showed half that number in terms of private payrolls that they they had. That's a that's a good number. Had we had the seven fifty that that I had thought we'd get, and we had within it two hundred twenty thousand of the statistical artifact out of uh, local government education. Then this number would be an entirely different story. So for me, the nine forty-three isn't wow, things are great, woo, things, you know, this this is awesome. It's more to the effect of ah, oh, we got what we needed. Uh, the economy, the pace of the recovery is growing. Um, this is the first sign that that third quarter GDP might, in fact, even top second quarter GDP, which I think is true. I was on I was on the Hugh Hewitt show just yesterday on Saturday with Ed Morrissey and my good friend, who's now apparently lit off to Texas. Can you imagine? Ed has gone to Texas.
5: John, how could this be? I was wondering. That doesn't seem uh, that was he told us about it like a year ago, and then, boom, he's gone. Yeah. I didn't see Ted going, or Ted, Ed, Ed going to Texas. I did not see that. Yeah,
4: yeah. So, anyway, I mean, I, I watched, uh, so I watched the uh, podcast uh, uh, instead, and yesterday I see Ed, and I see the the Alamo behind him, and I'm like, is there like some kind of joke? And I realized, oh, no, wait, they've moved. <laughs> they've actually moved. So anyway, I was talking to him yesterday about about this very thing about about the fact that I think third quarter GDP is higher. He suggested it would go lower and I'm like, "No, no, no. I I see lots of evidence." And my reason for that is employment has to pick up along at, just along with the the easing of the supply chain problems. As people figure out more ways to get goods into the United States, and a lot of the supply chain problems are going to be solved by imported intermediate goods. As that happens, you can expect as well a lot of jobs to pick up again, particularly on the manufacturing side where they added 20,000 jobs on the durables. Uh, but, but But interestingly, motor vehicles and parts was, again, basically flat. That makes sense to me because, again, they can't get chips. If you can't get chips, you can't make new cars, and new cars are really expensive right now, and they're going to stay that way. And used cars are really expensive, and they're going to stay that way. And that is going to mean that is going to mean that um, I believe the third quarter numbers are likely to be better than the second quarter numbers. So this seven hundred three for me now is the background. It's sort of the bogey that I am hoping the economy continues to add each quarter because it won't get that that impact from the from the local government education numbers uh, over the next few over the next few months that's not going to happen but what I think is going to happen what will happen is uh, you'll continue to see production and goods and services and then you will also particularly on the service side as people begin to get past Delta and start going ahead and traveling and taking cruises and, and getting into hotels that's all going to happen more about the jobs report and, and the household side which was gangbusters coming up next King Banging Show The Biz 1440
1: Till you sizzle What a lovely
0: way to burn. Limitless access to business and investment strategy. Listen to the Biz 1440 with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart. Tune in and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and invest worldwide. optima tax relief some restrictions apply for complete details please visit optimataxrelief.com
6: are you the principal or leader of a christian or catholic school would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket twincitiestuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first year students you'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond again at no cash investment for your school Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
3: Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, My air conditioner broke and I had to spend $1,900 to fix it. Jeff, a customer, wrote, My air conditioner broke and I got a new one at no out-of-pocket cost. Mary, a former non-customer, wrote, 3853 that's 800 824 3853 800 824 3853
0: there's a ton to explore at twincitiesbusinessradio.com like the biggest savings around at our half off deals tab click on programs to see our daily lineup win prizes at the vip fan club catch up on your favorite podcasts and more
4: Welcome back, King Banyan Show. The biz
2: 1440. All Why
4: not take all well, 943,000. That's a lot of people's. No That's a lot of people's added on the jobs report. We're doing job Saturday here on the King Banyan Show. Thank you for spending your time with us today. Uh, we are we're happy to uh, be visiting. Uh, I've got both uh, Sean and John working the board over here so we're 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 happy i'm 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 well provided for by my friends at uh salem twin cities always well provided for um coming up can you believe that it's now 17 years 17 years we've been we've had this relationship including 12 here on the on on the biz (gasps) yeah and that's just that's just 12 on the biz Twelve on the biz.
5: You've got that uh, Mitchburg fabled fifteen year uh, thing coming up. That means, ah, uh, coming, years. yeah, uh, three years from gonna, now. That's like a blink, you know. Yeah, blink it, of an
4: it, eye. Blink of an eye. Um, it, it, it's amazing. Anyway, thank you, thank you for listening. And like I say, every every first Saturday after the first Friday of the month, when there's a jobs report, there's a jobs Saturday, and we go through it in some detail for you. The thing to like about the payroll report, which is what we focus on first. And my listeners, if you're new, again, thank you. And also to remind you, the jobs report is two reports in one. There's one that comes by looking at payrolls on various businesses. Uh, About 6,000 businesses are surveyed every month. Uh, And then 60,000 households are surveyed every month. And I'm going to go do the household survey in in, in just a few minutes. But I want to talk just a little bit more about the payroll survey insofar as the things as you dig into the various sectors in the payroll survey, you know, everything looked like it was just, well, it's just the restaurant jobs. It's just the restaurant jobs. It's just the restaurant jobs. And so I take the 703 number. Again, we're going to discount the 943 to 703 because because the difference between those two are the government sector jobs, which I think largely are a statistical artifact from having teachers who weren't working before and working now. Uh, I am... I. So there's that. But this time around, if I go and look at and I have to I have to do all this scrolling while I'm doing this um, food services up two hundred and fifty three thousand. So take the seven oh three, subtract out the two fifty three for for food and services, the restaurants reopening and the restaurants now have bounced back. So if you think about June, the July report from a year ago, there's no vaccine places are open so it's not the crater of where it was way back in april and may but it's like they're kind of trying to figure out there's social distancing i gotta wear my mask into the restaurant i can wear my mask out of the restaurant who knows next week that might be us again dang that delta but right now you've gone from having 10 10 million Workers in that sector to eleven million six about eleven million seventeen thousand workers in that sector. So we've added almost a million uh, almost a million workers just in food and services, two hundred fifty three thousand just in the last month on a seasonally adjusted basis, a quarter million of that. So take out the seven take the seven hundred three, subtract the two fifty three. That leaves you four fifty. Where are the rest of them coming from? Well, it's really broad base wholesale trade was up was up just a fraction. Retail trade was actually down. Remember when we were seeing these big gains in in getting stores reopened? That's long over. Those numbers are flat if you want to shop, you're shopping. but the thing that one of the things I'm looking for is I'm looking at the supply chain, and that's been such a big issue. I'm looking for gains in transportation and warehousing that was up 49,000 jobs that's a pretty big number in that sector that's almost a 1% add just in that particular area and that's pretty broad base warehousing and storage up 10,700 workers transit and ground passenger transportation uh up 18,800 workers uh support activities for transportation okay working in working in um, machine shops uh for uh trucks and so forth up 6200 jobs Air transportation up thirty six hundred jobs, very broad based in 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 that in that particular region, okay. Professional and business services up sixty thousand jobs. Again, they're kind of all over the board. I can I can go I can go look through look through and find them. Uh, temp help services up ninety seven hundred jobs. That's a good sign. Oftentimes, when people are stepping back into the workforce after being away for a while. They're gonna go ahead and, and take advantage of a temporary a, a, a temporary help company for a while, an employment help company for a while and it means that businesses are tapping that resource trying to find workers well heck they're just trying to find workers wherever they can uh, but again up and down up and down the entire uh, list of services that you you would think about uh, you see, you see gains all over the place if i go back and look in the manufacturing sector durable goods ma- manufacturing up 20,000 including uh fabricated metals uh, up 4500 if i look in the non-durable side yeah it's just not much at all construction by the way up another 11,000 workers construction can't seem to stop constructing there's just building going on in lots of places right now as high prices in that area are causing people to try to find additional lots I was telling this story on another radio program just this past week there's near the near the golf course I play at there's this tiny lot this very i mean it is a it looks like a post stamp and it's sat there it's on a corner and uh out its back door you could just walk out your back door and you could be at the driving range for my course wouldn't that be cool you would think People would be doing handsprings trying to get to that into that lot, but it's small. Nobody wants the place, right? And, and so I know the landowner, he's, also, he's, he's, a, he's a builder, and, and he said, yeah, one of these days someone's going to ask me for that lot. Four weeks ago, I see they're pouring concrete on that lot, and sure enough, and I actually have the story, it's not a great story, but... Uh, an elder person who's a longtime member of the uh, of the course that I play at as well um, is downsizing as he's gotten into uh, later stages of life. He didn't want to have the big house he had before. He didn't want to mow a lawn anymore. So he's moving into it. They're building basically a townhome on that little space. And sure enough, uh, his first name is Don. So I would say, you know, it's good for you, Don. Don's going to be able to have breakfast and then walk, walk from his bowl of oatmeal off to the driving range and hit a bucket. Okay. That sounds like a great life, but that's, that's the kind of thing that's happening right now because interest rates are so low and, and people want to move. People want to build their construction businesses, just going gangbusters right at this time. So, so up and down the, up and down the, uh, the list of, of of jobs in the in the payroll report you can't you know you can't find a negative word anywhere in here now because I did the joke it before in the first segment of on the one hand on the other hand i'm going give i gave you a little bit of a, on the other hand on the payroll report, which is well some of that jobs that's is just the seasonal quirk on local government education so You know, it it was kind of like you had some empty calories in the in the payroll number. The unemployment number dropping from five point nine to five point four percent. I can't tell you when I've seen a drop like that, okay? Except for the the whipsaw of our two month recession. You typically don't see five tenths of a percent come off an unemployment report, and it did this time, and as and i said well let's have us a look and see what's going on there okay so part of what happened is you had you had people you had some people leaving the, the labor force uh, getting back into the labor force so the share of people not in the labor force so i'm going to do I, i'm going to do graphs that you can't see on radio Uh, so, (laughs) but, uh, I'm going to have you have a, have a mind have this in your head. Imagine there being three buckets of people. There are people who are working. That's the biggest bucket. It's got about 150 million people in it. There are the people who are not working. That's the smallest bucket, not working, but looking for work. That's the smallest bucket. It's currently about 88.7 million workers, Go back a year, that'd be sixteen point three million workers. So we've taken almost half of those unemployed people and put them back to work. And then the share not in the labor force, that's the third bucket, and that's everybody from the college student to the stay-at-home parent to the senior who's retired. That's about a hundred million. So you got a bucket of hundred and fifty-two, you got a bucket of eight to nine, and you got a bucket of a hundred. That bucket of a hundred has been pretty constant throughout this throughout this period it went up a little bit it went to like 102 it's back down to 100 what happened here this time was that bucket lost 130,000 workers and then the number of people who were unemployed fell by 7, 782,000 workers meaning that the number of people employed rose by Rose by one million forty three thousand workers. So nine forty three on the payroll number, one million forty three. Okay, a hundred thousand greater on the on the household number. You put those two numbers together, and that and you say, okay, it really does look like it's a million workers. It's we're really right there at a million. So so as I as as I often tell you on the show, the number to watch is the participate is the is the employment to participate the employment to, uh, the participation rate was up one tenth of a percent, but the employment to population ratio, that's the number that I really want to pay attention to that went up four tenths. That is the big number to me. People are going to say, well, the labor force participation rate only went up by one, went only went up by, oh, by, you know, what, one tenth of a percent. That's not that big a deal. That's not the big deal. The big deal is people who came off the bench or are getting pulled back in the labor force came in, plus an extra 130,000 workers who were not employed are, are back in as well. Those are very significant numbers. More on the household survey on a job Saturday coming up next here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440.
5: Every day.
6: Trust is an important word and something we shouldn't just throw around lightly. Trust is something earned, something cherished something we take seriously, and something that can be broken. And when you find somebody who's earned your trust, or more importantly, you've gained theirs, that's something you want to hold on to. And one thing that you can trust is that when you work with United Faith Mortgage, you will be treated like family. Hi, it's Lee Michaels here for United Faith Mortgage. And when it comes to refinancing or buying a new home, having somebody that you trust that will treat you fairly is exactly what you'll find at United Faith Mortgage. They're a small family business, and they also have a unique advantage being a direct lender, which means their team is part of a company that uses their own money and makes their own lending decisions within their own walls. There's no middleman, and this advantage often allows them to close your loan faster and get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money. For more information, visit United Faith Mortgage online at unitedfaithmortgage.com. United
5: Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. NMLS number 1330. Ryan Rick, NMLS number 65233.
2: <laughs>
4: Welcome back to King Daniels Show on the biz, 1440. Thank you so much for listening on a job Saturday. Uh, Took a little bit extra for us to get this show to you today, but uh, it's well worth it on a jobs report that showed an unemployment rate dropping to 5.4%, lowest, of course, since the pandemic. Still not in the threes like it was pre-pandemic. So there'll be a way to go. I can't wait to hear the Federal Reserve spin this one, but uh we're, we're recording this at a time where, where it's gonna be here. It, it's actually been interesting. Just just quickly to detour, because I was gonna do a I was gonna try to do a whole hour without talking about the Fed, but I can't help myself. I'm it's, it's it's so it's so pretty. I keep running I keep, you know, flying toward the light. Uh it's uh the Fed the the Fed arguments right now about whether to taper in September or December are pretty strong. It's been very interesting to me to watch how uh, how this is playing out. Where where you've got folks like uh, you you get folks, including some of the governors, which is kind of odd, saying, "Yeah, I think we might be able to do it sooner rather than later." You typically get a few Fed presidents. Uh, you know, usually uh, Esther George at the at the Kansas City Fed, Jim Bullard at the at the St. Louis Fed, are pretty pretty, you know, let's get on with this. Let's start the tapering now. We need, some of them are even saying, I need room to think about whether we might need a rate increase in 2022. And of course, they're not going to raise, they're not going to raise rates while they're still in the middle of the taper. So QE will have to end before they can raise rates. And so the pace of that's going to determine it. So they're having a talk about that. This report, this jobs report is going to play a pretty significant role. But remember, there will be one more jobs report before the Fed meets again, but this is the jobs report that will be on their minds when they go to Jackson Hole in about three weeks and have have their confab uh, where they really spend a lot of time talking about what's going on in, um, well you know uh, things when when people when people come back that's going to happen, but that's not going to happen for a few. That's not going to happen for a few weeks yet. It'll be interesting to see if there's any uh, announcement about that. But on the household survey, let's just go through some of the numbers that typically we look at to see to see how things are going on that. One, everyone says, well, what happened with U6, right? All right, U6 is the unemployment rate that, in, that includes all people who are marginally attached to the labor force, uh, who are neither working nor looking for work, but indicate they want to work and are available for a job, and they might have looked sometime in the last 12 months, but they haven't looked in the last four weeks. That number, um, that number a year ago was 16.5%. It's now down to, it's now, and that's when the official unemployment rate was five point, was 10.2%. Uh, that's now down to 9.2%. So from 16.5 to 9.2. Um, if I go to look at the number of people who've been long-term unemployed, uh, 15 weeks or longer that number was 4.9 what was excuse me 5% back in July of 2020 so those are the people would have lost their job pre-pandemic and or, or right at the beginning of the pandemic and have been out the entire time that number's now down to 2.9% so throughout the ju- on the household survey you've got more people coming back coming back not working you know, not not working part time job, you know, maybe not working part time job so much if I look in, in. And so if I look at the number of new entrants, I noted for you last month, one of the reasons why that number popped, the number was not very good was that there had been an increase uh, of about one hundred and sixty thousand extra workers who were reentering the labor force. uh OK. That number stayed pretty constant from nine hundred forty-two thousand and went down just to nine hundred thirty thousand, up from the number from areas in the seven hundreds uh, earlier in the year. So that that number indicates that there are people who left the workforce and now are coming back in because they see those jobs happening right now. That's that's a good sign. The number of people who are who are quitting their jobs, if I look at, if I look at those numbers, those those, the, the quit rate has actually, the, the, the quit rate has actually, uh, um, in, increased as well. Let me, let me, let me go grab that numbers. No, that's not it either. Where did I have that number before? Dog on it. Um, here we go. Um, that number, the quit rate has actually increased all up to about six tenths percent are people who are, in fact, have quit their jobs and trying and trying to look, Trying to look uh, look at what's going on uh, in in the in the workforce going forward. So that is the quit rate is is adding to this number as well. There's a significant amount of churn in the labor market at this time. But as I go through and look, I, the, one of the, one of the things I've been trying to pay attention to is the number of people who are who are working, who if I look at uh, the teenage unemployment rate, the teenage unemployment rate is down to 4.8%. Think about that. The teenage unemployment rate, right? Now, excuse, excuse, that that. I'm sorry, it's 9.6%. But That rate is less than half what it was uh, a year ago. If I look at adult men and adult women, they're both at that very same 5.4% number. And if I look at people who've got a bachelor's degree or higher, that number's now down to 3%. Okay, so, so if I look and say, well, if I have some college but not a lot, that's probably going to be a, um, some college or not a lot, that's about a 5% unemployment rate. But when I tell people you should go to, you, you really should think about going to work, uh, or going to college and getting your degree. One of the reasons I tell them that is, if you get your bachelor's degree, your, un- your chances of being unemployed in any month are about forty percent less. You've got more stable employment with that degree. Okay, um, but but again, I'm, I'm looking as I look around as, as I look through those data. Uh, uh, those numbers are strong. The other place where I want to look, let me go. And, and again, we're doing this kind of like. W- on the fly. So I need to go find this number here. Nope. I need this table over here. Nope. That's not it either. So let me go backwards. We're, we're doing, we're doing things as we go along here. One of the things we need to, we need to look at as well is going to be the number of hourly earnings. They were up, uh, 11 cents so that you've got an increase in payrolls of nine tenths percent. We're still seeing, we're still seeing significant Wage increases up six-tenths of a percent uh, in the month. Wages are rising as well. And this is all a characteristic of what a tight labor market looks like. All of the things we're seeing right now are just indicative of, yes, the job market's growing. I believe, and one of the reasons why I thought the number would not be quite this strong, and in fact, as I'm thinking about it, If I look at the private sector number, I don't know that I got it too terribly wrong. Okay, so I'm hedging myself a little bit over this fact that this number, this number includes 220,000 of those local government education jobs in July. So if you think about what that might mean, that's, of course, a seasonal impact. I think there's a limit to how many new people you can add to any business in a month. You have to interview them. You have to onboard them, okay? It's August. In my business, where where for those of you new to the show, I'm currently serving as a dean of a, of a small school within St. Cloud State University, the School of Public Affairs. If I had to add 10% more more to my workforce right now, if I had to add my school hires, my, my entire staff is about 60 people, 50-some people. If I had to add five people and had to onboard them all at the same time, that's a full-time job. And I don't have anyone who can do that job for me. Luckily, because we work within this very large system, I can pass off little bits of this to other people around the campus to do it. But if you're a fairly small business, if you're a, and, and if you have 25 people, if, you have, if you're the size of my organization with 50 to 55 employees, you're not really that small. You're kind of a decent-sized organization. It is hard to add five to ten new workers to your workforce all at the same time. So you bring them in in ones and twos, right? I'm going to add this person this week. I'm going to add that person that week. And you stagger them on. There are some businesses where you just got to bring a lot of people in at one time. Construction, I think, is used to being able to add a half dozen people, you know, on a single day because they've got a big project that needs to be done this week if that's your kind of production you probably have a way to do that i don't think that's the case in many other businesses particularly in the service sector where you add people you train them in it takes time you're not going to expand your payroll greatly so the fact that we're getting these 700 and 800,000 p- private sector jobs being added every month i think part of the part of the reason why we're not seeing like a a 1.5 month is the 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 economy and the businesses that are in the economy cannot add that many people at a single time. Okay. It is a suspicion. I've got some, I've got some rationale for that. Do I have data to prove that? I don't think I do. Uh, I'm looking for data that would help me prove that point, but I would really need firm by firm information. I don't have, I don't, I don't I just don't have that ability to, uh, to do that right now. Uh, so, Uh, to add, you know, dozens of workers at one time. So, and I don't have the time to get the, the, I haven't got the time to get the information because we are adding people and we are opening school and things, things are popping. So we're going to take a break here in just a second. Let me, let me set up this last segment for you. I want to look at a little bit of the other data out there. And then what I want to talk to you about is, is what should we take away from this report in terms of what happens in the coming second half? Because this was our first real peak into what the second half of 2021 is going to look like. It is what this report always does, and it's why I always want to rush back to the microphone and make sure I get a chance to talk to you. Uh, I think this economy, is going to do, this economy is going to do better in the second half than the first half. That's a bold prediction, but I'm going to tell you why. Coming up next, you're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440.
0: The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley.
2: Hi everyone, this is Mary Carey from America's number one travel radio show inviting you to join Robert and me and Rudy each Sunday as we cover the ever-evolving world of travel and explore the world together on RM World Travel.
0: Tune in this Sunday evening at 7. This is a potter's field. When people can't pay for their funerals, they are buried here. It is a lonely, desolate place, littered with unmarked headstones. No one visits. No one leaves flowers but it doesn't have to be that way. For as low as $1 a day, you can ensure your family will have the money to pay your funeral expenses. We offer burial insurance plans that pay up to $30,000. Considering the average funeral costs more than $10,000, that's peace of mind for your family. There are no medical exams, your rates won't increase, and your policy cannot be canceled as long as you make your premium payments. Call now to get approved in minutes and ensure your final resting place is more than just a pauper's grave in a potter's field.
1: 800-323-8137, 800-323-8137, 323 8137 that's 800-323-8137, paid for by final expense direct.
6: Want to enroll your child in Christian school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com
0: Whoa. Look at all these options. You could fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream the Biz 1440. Top shelf choices include TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com,
4: our free app, and Radio.com. Welcome back, King Bang Show, the Biz 1440. Oh, I haven't heard this probably in, oh gosh, maybe 40 years. Um, I think I still have the vinyl uh, in my, in my closet, in the, in the basement of my house. Um, I lost a lot of my vinyl, but, uh, uh in a flood, but, uh, but, uh, I did save uh, a couple boxes and I think that's still in there. Um, anyway, we're so glad you can listen to us. We're doing job Saturday here on, on, on the King Banyan show, uh, this hour. Uh, and, uh, thanks for listening to us. Uh, look, l- let me, let me quickly review a few extra bits of the jobs report. And I have not focused on any of the other data of the week, and I'm not going to because I really want to dig, want you just to focus on what this really tells us. And I'm going to take you, I'm going to take, let's, we're going to go really big picture. I'm not going to dig down into, into a lot, a lot of stuff. Hours worked is a, is a key number. If you want to know how the economy is going to grow, one of the things you have to look at is, right, you take the number of people working, you multiply it by the number of hours they work, that gives you labor input, and that's about two-thirds of what production is. And so if you want to know what GDP is doing, that's kind of the simple math of it. Hours worked is up at 3.8, 34.8 hours worked per worker. The average hourly earnings. Uh, average hourly earnings is up. Uh, was up four tenths percent month over month. Five five point two percent year over year. So, wage wage increases. And I I hear people use the words wage inflation. If you're the earner of the wage, that's not wage inflation. It's like no, I earn that, and I'm I'm good with that. Okay, earnings are up four point six percent year over year. So when people when when I was talking to Ed Morrissey as I mentioned on the on the Hugh Hewitt show on Friday morning. He's saying, well, when the, when the sugar high from all the government checks ends, then the GDP is going to fall. It's like, I don't know about that because there's still significant wage increases coming through. I think some of this is sustainable. We still have a savings rate near uh, 10%. I still see nearly $2 trillion more in savings than you would have expected based on historical patterns. Maybe some of that, some of that money's being saved because it's like, oh gosh, I never want to go through this again. I'm going to save some extra money, but I have a feeling a lot of that is pent up demand for certain things. Uh, I'm going to my first concert next week. Uh, it all, okay. Uh, Sean, it's the beach boys. Okay. The beach boys are actually performing in Waite park, Minnesota. Uh, and, uh, and, and, uh, I'm probably going to be the youngest person in the audience uh but it'll be awesome cuz i love the beach boys they're fun um the the labor force participation rate only up 61.7% and so here is my case for why second half growth could be greater than than first half growth businesses have been saying for for weeks or months really that the extra $300 bonus of unemployment insurance has been keeping workers from actually applying I am hearing reports and talk to a couple business owners them, themselves who say, I'm beginning to see more people come in the door applying for jobs. Okay, so I'm seeing some data. This is this is largely local data from Minnesota. And I'm talking to a few local business owners in in the St. Cloud area who are saying, I'm beginning to see more workers show up. I'm saying it on this show and I'm not saying this much on my, on, on any of the work I do up in St. Cloud because we have a, we have a St. Cloud area quarterly business report survey in the field right now asking about these very questions. So I'm, I don't want to say it down there, up there because I don't want to poison my survey, but I'm seeing, I'm seeing that out there. Leisure and hospitality sector is growing like gangbusters and wages are increasing along with that. So in that sector, nine tenths percent increase. Here's the other and so the unemployment insurance going off is part of it. Here's the other part and then the one caution. you've got schools planning to reopen and even with all the conversation of Delta, I know I've seen the reports, teachers in some of the larger cities and the big metros like Los Angeles or New York or are, are sort of like, I don't know if I want to go back to school. I don't You know, I could catch COVID. I don't want to go back into the school. I don't want to go back in the classroom. Maybe we should teach remote again. I think parents, and I don't think it matters what party they are. I don't think it matters who they voted for. I think they, they feel like, you know what? I'm just done with that. Okay. You're taking these kids back or I'm just taking my kid and sending them someplace else. Okay? I'm gonna I'm gonna go find a charter school, I'm gonna go pri- find a private school, I'm gonna go find a religious school, I'm gonna find a different school because because if you won't take my kid, someone else will. All right? And they'll teach them in person because that's what I want. And I think that's gonna I think that's likely to be there. So that's one thing that's that's there. I also think that child care situations are getting worked out as well. Um, I think, I think that part is getting worked out as well. Uh, but, but school reopenings plus the expiration of those bonus benefits in September, I think add a lot of people. So that's my speed limit argument. Is there a speed limit says I can only add 700 to 800,000 private sector jobs a month because businesses just can't process more new workers in that short a period of time. The thing to keep an eye on that I'm watching the most is the labor force participation rate, specifically for people between ages 25 and 54. It peaked out before before the uh, before uh, p- the pandemic in February of 2020. That number was 82.9 percent. It's currently 81.8 percent. So one percent of 20 there's an extra 1.1 percent of 25 to 54 year olds who are not yet back to work. But that trend was rising and rising and rising uh, all the way between 2015 and the pandemic. Okay, so that number was high, but it wasn't so high that people were not, that, that it wasn't so high that people were, uh, that that number is, is sort of got a lot of air in it. I believe that number's real. I believe that number is something that can, can still be attained and if you put one point one percent more labor force participation, that's gonna be about that's gonna be about, gosh, that's gonna be about one and a half million extra workers coming back into the labor force. If you can figure out how to process them over the next six months, I think that gets you seven and eight percent gets you seven to eight percent GDP growth rates for the rest of the for the rest of, for the rest of twenty twenty one. And if that is the case, and the unemployment rate will not tick down. Will not tick down quite so fast, but we'll, but you'll see those gains, and you'll start seeing seeing those numbers being reported. That's where I think people are going to start changing their attitude about. No, wait, this isn't just rebound; that's still there. What does that mean for inflation? Boy, I got to tell you what I actually am going to have to spend some time thinking about that. I'm actually going to kick that question off till next week, and I'm not going to give you the answer this week. I think the rate of the the. I think though. The story of two, the second half of 21 is is it was better than the first half. I I believe that to be true. I think that it, and if that's true, that has a lot of implications for the stock market and the things that you hear about. I think it has implications for inflation as well, and the things you hear about there as well. And we're going to talk about those coming up coming up soon here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440.
3: Meet Tim. Hey, what's up? He's the person you hired for your digital marketing strategy. And when he's done battling aliens on his PS5 in his parents' basement, I'm sure he'll get right to work. Nationwide exposure, experience, and expertise. Let our team of experts focus on your digital marketing strategy so you can focus on your business. It's an easy decision.
6: To learn more about Salem Surround,
1: call 651-289-4418. 651-289-4418. Hi, John wichko here, owner of Advantage Autoglass. I'd like to talk local, Minnesota local. I was born and raised right here in Rosemont and have spent my entire life in Minnesota. I'm proud that we're a local family-owned company. It really frosts me when national glass companies based in other states and owned by a foreign conglomerate try to say they're local. Advantage Auto Glass has been local, Minnesota local for over 20 years. We'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives and we'll fix your chipped or cracked windshield right the first time. Advantage Auto Glass has an a rating with the Better Business Bureau and we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. If you call your agent or claims line first, make sure to tell them you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass, your real local, Minnesota local installer and no one else. Or you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com.
5: For chips, mix, for cracks, call Advantage Auto Glass.
7: Hey there. Remember me? I'm Tasha with Forever Cleaning, here to ask, aren't you tired of cleaning your office? Did you know that when you do it yourself, you are taking precious time away from doing all the things you really enjoy? Like spending time with the family or spending the day doing absolutely nothing at all? Or better yet, taking advantage of that fishing license you keep buying every year but never seem to find the time to use. Imagine this, you getting your hooks wet, catching some dinner, and leaving the cleaning to us. Forever Cleaning aims to provide top quality service that includes trash removal, break room bathroom disinfecting, dusting, mopping, and more. So what are you waiting for? Call us today at 763-807-9817 to schedule your walkthrough or visit forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. And if you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first three months of service. So remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your are mom-